Welcome, college football fans. This is the Field of 12 After Dark show. I am Trevor Knight along with Christian Hackenberg from Penn State and the beautiful Bryce Petty from Baylor University. It is bowl season, gents. We are right uh, here on the cusp of entering into bowl mania. I hope that everyone out there has started to fill out their brackets and do all of their research as we get into this wonderful season with the holidays and a lot of good football going on. Bryce, Christian, how are we guys doing today? Pretty damn good, partner. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, especially after the intro, man. You inspired you. me here. I'm, I'm Dude, fired up, that was... sipping some bush light. You guys have a you guys have a little bit of a grin on your face. It's it's always good to see, especially on a Thursday. Normally we see you guys on Saturday evenings, but with the bowl schedule, here we are on a Thursday night after dark, and we are going to be running through all the bowl games, or at least a good portion of them, um, giving some thoughts and certainly uh, walking through the lines that Bet Rivers, our title sponsor, has provided for us. But before we get into that. Um, Hack, Bryce and I did us did this on our show. We just kind of gave a little insight to our experiences of what bowl season was like during our playing days. Um, how fun it is, how not fun it is, what the schedule looks like. And then and then we talked about, you know, some of the bowl games that we got to play in. So I'll have you start, Hack. Um, give give the listeners what what does bowl week at Penn State look like? You know, you're finishing up finals. Are they already done? And then what are some of the bowl, the memorable bowl games that you guys played in and some of those uh, fun memories? Yeah, so um, obviously my career, uh, my first year, we were, we were uh, not allowed to participate um, in bowls. So my last two years, the ability to have that was great. Um, the one thing that I always say that I think is super valuable for any team that makes it to bowls is the amount of practices you get. Um, you basically get a miniature spring ball thrown in there. So that's the one thing I loved. Um, had a lot of time to prepare for your opponent. Uh, had a lot of, lot of extra reps that were out there for a lot of guys. You could kind of slow things down, teach it. Um, it just gave you a lot of, a lot of time to do self-scout, self-reflection, and really put together – good a, a solid usually unique game plan heading into that game based upon what you did well throughout the season so for me that's what I love most you didn't have to worry about going to class um, it was usually just you and the guys and uh, it kind of shifted in more to a pro schedule from the sense that it's all football so uh, it, I think it's valuable for programs and like I said from my experiences um, I loved it because uh, you just got to get consumed by it, and it was uh, a good change of pace from the regular, you know, the regular schedule and regular uh, regular season um, regular season thought process. So um, for bowls and that, that's that's what I love most from it. And I think you know, I'm sure you guys share a lot of the same. Uh, I didn't get the chance to listen to your insights, but I'm sure you know we're all pretty like minded guys. So you did, I, I'm you sure didn't you guys share stuff. a lot of it. That's weird. I support you, bud. We take, yeah, Uh, yeah. we we take, you know, time out of our day, Trevor and I do, to listen to to you guys. That's weird. Okay. That's understandable. Someone's got to pay the bills, you know. Yeah. That duck flying, there's a lot of time, you know, when it's 60 degrees and ducks are not flying (laughs) to to watch some of the bed. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, What what were the two bowls that you guys guys played in, Hack? My sophomore year, we played in the Pinstripe Bowl. Yankee New York, Stadium. yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the, um, that wasn't the West Virginia? No, no, no. Who played Boston College? Okay, okay, that was my yep. second choice. And then who did yeah, you guys play? Okay. The junior and, year, and then my junior year, we played Georgia in the Tax Slayer Bowl down in uh, down in Jacksonville. Beautiful Jacksonville, nice. yeah, Georgia country. Did you guys did you guys intermingle a little bit uh, at, at a few of the bars? <laughs> to be honest with well, I wasn't of age ever, so I couldn't uh, couldn't really You're participate still not of age, in heck. bars. Yeah, <laughs> I just barely, I just, I just barely got there. Um, but uh, no, we kind of my experience is we stayed separate for the most part. Um, but 
you know, New York was so it was Coach Franklin was really he kept us he kept us kind of on task and in in hand. We had a couple nights at the beginning where we had some freedom and flexibility, but then it was it was pretty much uh, it was a business trip, and that's how he he kind of ran things. So um, I wish I didn't get a ton of flexibility, trip. but yeah. I think our I think our defense took a few boosts at uh, in Phoenix at the Fiesta Bowl. Um, defense had a rough one, um, wow. twenty thirteen. Yeah. So yeah, these things happen. Not so. that I'm blaming it on our defense, but I'm it did sound defense. like a sellout and a Judas, <laughs> but I'm not going to. That's a, that's a sellout. Go I, but I think I think you guys are right. I think we all had a similar experience with just. You know, during bowl practice, you get a lot of reps. Young guys get reps. Um, you know, you, you're kind of a pro for the first time because classes are over. You just get to focus on ball and then go get extra film work in or go get extra treatment in or go sit on the couch and not have to worry about studying or anything like that. Um, I got to play in five bowl games in, in my five years, and we only won one of them. We won the Sugar Bowl my redshirt freshman year against Alabama – but my fresh, true freshman year, we lost to Johnny Manziel um, after his Heisman campaign in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, my redshirt sophomore year, we lost to Clemson in the Russell Athletic Bowl. My junior year, we lost to Clemson again in the college football playoff in the Orange Bowl. And then we lost to Kansas State uh, my senior year in the Texas Bowl. So not a great way to ring in the new year um, and and you know, bowl games are an opportunity for teams to kind of get some momentum going into the off season. Right. And um, we just, we weren't able to do that except for that one year, but we did mingle one time hack to, to, to your point there where you guys really didn't mingle. We had a luncheon at the cotton bowl and Bryce and I were talking about this the other day. Um, They would bring up both quarterbacks of both teams um, and it was kind of like a little raffle deal. You know, there's really nice china and, and, and tablecloths set up and a whole room of people. And so that year it was Landry Jones, who was our starter, and then, and then Johnny Manziel, who had just won the Heisman. So they hand you like this really slick ball, and they ask these guys to throw that ball to the winner of whatever the raffle was or whatever it was like that. So Johnny reenacts, you know, one of his Heisman moments on stage, rolls out, like, uh, you know, where he kind of lost the ball and then rolls back out and chunks this thing like he's hitting Mike Evans across the center. It comes up short and China plates, all this stuff just shatter. <laughs> and he just simply walks back to his seat and everybody cheers like it, it was no big deal. But uh, yeah, other than other than Texas the, money, um, man, that's right. Other no, than no, no, yeah. the, the banquets, we didn't do much. uh you know, mix matching either. Bryce, what about you and your experiences, man? No, I think that, uh, it, man, I tell you what, Fiesta Bowl and Cotton Bowl were a lot of fun in, in terms of the games that I played in. But I, I just remember, you know, Fiesta Bowl was just such a great event. They just do a, such a good job. And it's something, I mean, Cotton Bowl was, was great as well. But, um, you know, something about being Scottsdale and, and like I told you, you know, practicing in a for a, a, a bowl game is just different because that's all you have. And then, you know, Trevor, you and I were talking about, you know, you got hospitality suites and you have, man, it's just a cool deal, um, it, it, especially when it, you kind of take the locker room out, out of the locker room um, and you get guys that probably don't normally hang out, get getting to hang out. And that's cool. And that's what I was telling you know, Trevor is that, you know, Laquan McGowan, I forget, man, Laquan McGowan was our left tackle slash tight end slash fullback slash WWE wrestler. Um, man, we used to give Laquan a 30 pack just to sit at the door and kind of be the bouncer at like our parties <laughs> and stuff. And this dude would knock out a 30 pack like it was nothing. But Laquan was six, eight, 400 pounds, but was one of the most athletic dudes I've ever been around. But you know, uh, I was telling Hack, I mean, uh, Trevor, though, dude, dude was a killer on the ping pong table, like uh, <laughs> slapping this thing around, looking like Forrest Gump. 
Um, but the best part was when the ball went off the table, how pissed he would get that he'd have to bend over and go get the ping pong ball. It was, it was so funny. I, I almost thought of, you know, it almost looked like it should have been like a Napoleon, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, you know, where he's got the tater tots in his pocket. Like he, he mm-hmm. went to go get grab about eight ping pong balls just to put in his pocket. So, uh, but bowl games are fun, man. They're, they're, they're a good time. You know, it's a lot better when you win get to cap off a great season. Um, you know, I went 0 for 2 in my bowl game. So not that I'm bitter, but it sucks. Uh, but it was a good time. A lot of fun. Good, good. Yeah, well, hopefully that gives you guys a little insight to bowl games. And, uh, you know, there there is certainly a game at the end that's serious, but there's some fun to be had uh, leading up to it. But, but gents, let's, uh, let's dive into these games. We've got a lot of them to roll through. I'll uh, talk about them a little bit and certainly, um, you know, talk about the lines here with, with the betting with, uh, with Bet River Sportsbook. But let's start with the New Year's Six Bowls here. Um, first and foremost, the granddaddy of them all. In the Rose Bowl this year, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, facing off against Utah. Uh, two teams that, you know, were kind of in the hunt there in the not only the, the playoff race at the end, but uh, certainly the race to their conference title and, uh, and came up short. Uh, obviously, Ohio State losing to Michigan, um, but then Utah losing in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, so um, what do you guys think on this one? As of right now, Bet Rivers has Ohio State as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, but they think it's going to be a high-scoring game at 67 points. Thoughts here, gentlemen? Act you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I we highlighted this game in my podcast this week, and I, I, I really feel that this is a great opportunity for Ohio State. Um, as a team, I think that they are very uh, upset, and as a program, with the way that, that Michigan game uh, transpired, uh, and they, just having experience with how, um how that program carries themselves and how they handle business. They're going to be a very motivated football team. The talent they have, especially on the offensive side of the ball uh, is, is very deep as long as none of these guys opt out. And, and um, I really look forward to them coming out and playing with a much larger purpose uh, than they really have all year Um, to what, to your point, uh, Trevor, about how important these games are, propelling the program into the off season. I think they have a, they have a great, uh, obviously a fantastic quarterback uh, Heisman finalist this year, going to be a front runner next year, heading into uh, heading into the season. So um, I really look for Ohio state to come out motivated. And then for Utah, I, I think they're going to present some challenges. Um, I think defensively they're tough. Uh, they can run the football and that's been something that's really plagued Ohio state throughout the season is just, physical teams up front in the trenches uh, who can really grind out those tough yards and, and win the time of possession, keep the ball out of that explosive offense's hands. But, um, you know, ultimately uh, I, I like Ohio state in this one. I think, like I said, I think they're going to come out pissed off. They're going to come out motivated. And I know Ryan day has been preaching that uh, since the Michigan game. And there's a lot of time in between then and then in this one, uh, this kickoff. Uh, for them to really come out, have a good, solid game plan, and put those guys in situ- in positions to be super successful. Bryce, do you think that C.J. Stroud and the rest of that Ohio State group, obviously their hopes were dead set on winning the Big Ten and and having a chance to go and play in the college football playoff. What What is it like kind of coming off of what they think would be a letdown and going to this game mentally, do we see a CJ Stroud that's going to come out firing because he's got money to make in the future or is it just a letdown across the board? Um, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, to Hack's point, they're going to be pissed off and it, and it look, they got a young team. I think outside of the receiver or receiving core, um, you don't have a whole lot of guys that are going to be looking to opt out. I think you got to have a lot of guys that are looking to kind of, you know, right the Michigan wrong, uh, you know, settle on a, uh, you know, a stamp for the season because they, they played a hell of a year. I mean, outside of Oregon and and Michigan, I mean, <clears throat> those are two, you know, quality losses, if you want to say that. And, and I, I know that Oregon is just, you know, I think they lucked into that win, but, but still I think C.J. Stroud's a heck of a guy. 
um, going to be a really good quarterback for a couple of years until he does go pro. I don't think it has anything to do with the money now. I think it's more or less of, of having and, and hack. Do you got, do you know if, if Alave and Wilson are playing, are they going to, are they playing this game? That's, that's what I said. I haven't heard anything from them. Um, okay. And that was my, that was my point of prefacing as long as they don't have anyone opting out, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I can definitely see them playing. Like I said, I just think, I think even with Alave coming back this year in the first place, um, I think he's got some unfinished business to attend to. And I think that that's the way that he's approached this season. And I think he'll finish it on a high note personally. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, 100%. That's, and that's what it is. It's, it's sending those guys out right. You know, they've done a lot yep. for the program at CJ Stroud. That's, that's something that as, a, as an underclassman, probably both of you guys can attest to that way more than I can about sending the, the senior leadership out. Um, you know, to the, to, to the best of your ability, you know, when you distribute the football, when you got running backs and receivers and tight ends that are leaving, you want to send those guys out on the note that, that they came in at. And, and, you know, that, that thought process of leaving it better than you found it. There's just so much that rolls in to, and, and I can kind of speak a little bit in terms of the high bowl for us in 2012 at Baylor, that, that win against UCLA, there was so much momentum that came out of that win into next year. So this is not like, and I, and I hope, you know, fans understand that this is, this is a big deal. Like bowl games are a big deal. That's why I really hate the guys opt out. And I understand that there's certain things, you know, from a personal stance, uh, you know, going into the league that you have to make that decision, but there's so much momentum that comes out of these wins into next year. And so I really think Ohio State is going to put a stamp on this game, you know, in the Rose Bowl, knowing that they, you know, didn't do what they needed to do to, to, to get in and, and make the playoff. Uh, but at the same time, too, Utah is, is – they're stout now, especially the last half of the season when, when you need to get hot. Their defense is playing really well. And then Cameron Rising is a quarterback that I think is kind of a Garner Minshew-esque, you know, just kind of plays, yeah. you know, with his hair on fire, has a lot of fun. And I think guys respond to that, too. So I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but I definitely think Ohio State wins this. I love the over on this. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, and then, you know, six and a half is, is um, I, I think that's it. That's, I'm taking it Ohio State on that. Yeah. Then they're going to win by, by double digits. Hack, what about you? You take in Ohio State minus six yeah. and a half? Yeah. I, say, I mean, I, I, think, I think ultimately they're going to be able to pull away. Um, they've, shown, they've shown unbelievable explosiveness. And the, the funny thing is, is even is if Olave and Wilson opt out, I mean, they're five, six, and seven <laughs> yeah. are ones or twos at eighty percent of the uh, <laughs> of the programs out there right now, and that's that's a good luxury to have in today's world. Um, They'll probably the call up some of these guys they got coming in. I mean, yeah. shoot, dude, who knows? But I mean, these yeah. these you know, I, I like I said, I just I really believe in Ryan Day. I think he's a hell of a football coach. He's a football guy, um, and I think it just is gonna. I think he's gonna have those guys motivated. Agreed. Did I ever tell I'm going to take, guys about I'm take the, Ohio State as well, uh, minus yeah. six and a half. For all the points you guys just made, um, you know, it's kind of a get back at the Pac-12, too. For, for most of the year, they, they had to stomach that loss to Oregon early on in the year. Yep. And uh, this is an opportunity to get back uh, out at the guys out west. Let's yep. move on, boys. Yeah. Hey, real, um, real, quick, real quick, to, Trevor. Yeah, go hey, ahead. I got I to gotta ask you guys, because I have a personal story with Ryan Day. Um, and I might've mentioned this in some of our pregame stuff, but I have to ask. So, so Ryan day is, is the quarterback coach at the Eagles. Um, when I'm coming out, it's 2014. So, uh, or 2015 season, I guess, but so takes me out to a Mexican restaurant there at Waco called Ninfas and we're sitting up there and, and, you know, he's, he's a hacking probably attest to this too, being that you've kind of covered him, but he's not an overly personable guy. Um, He's a lot of ball. So it's a, it's a pretty dry conversation throughout, which is, is fun for me because that's I feel like I really dig in there. But at the same time, too, like I'm, I'm kind of trying to present, you know, as best I can. I mean, I got the Eagles quarterback coach there with me. So then he asked me two questions um, when we start getting into, it's, you know, personal questions more or less you know how'd you like Waco where did you grow up all that kind of junk and then we and then it kind of the the tone comes down a little bit when we get serious and he goes so I you know I typically like to do these things and I ask two questions um so however you think about this you just let me know what um what your answer is and so he goes all right question number one 
and I'd love for you guys to answer this question. Um, it's that question number one, how many ping pong balls can you fit in a school bus? Back. Go, go through your thought process, however you do it. Is it a short bus? <laughs> it's a regular bus. I don't know. Regular bus. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably say 700,000. Okay. I'm going a million okay. five. Trevor? Million five. Okay. Okay. Answers me the same way. Goes okay. Kind of looks around. Um, what was your okay, answer, wanted... Bryce? What was your answer? Hell if I know. I was trying to sit there and go, okay, if you have – I asked him – I mean, uh, Hack, I asked him if, if there's seats in the bus. I said, is this – are there seats in the bus? <laughs> <laughs> how much – how much volume What's my surface to... area? What's my <laughs> surface area I'm dealing with here? Um, and uh, – but, but his response was, okay, 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 how did you – how did you get to that answer? So I'll ask that question. How did, how did you get to – a million five, Trevor. I, I thought about a hundred a uh, hundred balls and how much that would fill up, and that you could probably fit that in the driver's seat. And then I just freaking winged <laughs> <Multiplier>. it. Multiplier, <laughs> multiplied it by fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, even though it's thirty rows on a bus, hack. How did you get to seven hundred fifty thousand? This is the first thing that came to my brain. Okay. So I said, I think I said a million. And I had a very similar thought process to hack. Once the question was just, you know, how many, how many are, there, are there seats in the bus? He was like, okay, yes, there's seats in the bus. The whole point was how you got to that answer. Then, that, so that, that was his response. He just said, how did you come up with that? I told him and he said, okay. Um, why is a, is a storm drain, you know, in the, in the center of the street, why is it circular? So, so water can get in from every side. Okay. Hack. They're not all circular. Some of them are square, rectangular. According to Ryan Day in 2015, they're all circular. <laughs> so, what would you say? Bryce, I don't like this activity. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. So this was my point. I was like, what? I was like, coach, what does this have to do with football? And he said, these were the two top questions that Google asked every employee that came into Google. And it had nothing to do with the answer. It's just how they got there. So the ping pong balls in a school bus is, do you actually think about the process it takes to fill up golf balls in a bus and determine a conclusion? Or do you just say, look, this isn't important, a million. I don't know. Don't care. The storm drain is more of a comprehensive what what like basically how your mind would dissect why that would be circular so i said it so everybody could fit <laughs> but the answer on the storm drain is that it's a circular storm drain will never fall through so <clears throat> in case anybody's wondering i wasn't drafted by the eagles <laughs> <laughs> so I flunked that and Ryan Day hasn't talked to me since. So I just had to, I had to bring up those two questions because I thought they were pretty interesting. So please, Trevor. Conclusion, please, Trevor, conclusion there is that CJ Stroud is in pure misery sitting in meetings in, uh, at Ohio State because he's asked these hey, types of questions be. every day. Well, that's yeah, good, man, Bryce. I'm glad that your career went elsewhere. Uh, but let's move yeah. on. We've got a lot of games to get to here. Sorry. Uh, we'll get back on track. But I, that is – it's really good insight to hear about bowl games and, and all of our experiences working through those. Um, it's a lot of fun. So let's go out to the desert. Fiesta Bowl. We got Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Right now the line is set as Notre Dame is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Hack, we'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on this Notre Dame team that had a solid year? Obviously, Brian Kelly is now out. They've got some momentum going now, though, with kind of the coaching change from within. And then the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who lose the, you know, the Big 12 title game by a, a mere couple of inches to Bryce's Bears. Uh, yeah. Both these teams are pretty fired up to play, but what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think uh, Notre Dame's going to deal with a few opt-outs, especially on the defensive side of the ball, some big-time playmakers. Um, 
ultimately though, I think that the coaching change where in most cases, I think it would hurt somebody. I think this team has really rallied around at least on the surface and what it's presented and, and, and shown to all of us. Um, and as a guy that's been in a locker room and you guys can relate to this, how important that is and how valuable that is to want to play for somebody and have a desire to play for somebody. And I think Freeman really motivated that football team. Just even watching that video when he came in the weight room and just to see the kids' reactions, he's obviously respected, um, loved, and admired within that program. So I think that's a great thing. And then I think that they're – they also kept Tommy Reese, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And that's that I think that's an incredible hire. I think the guy's a really good football mind. He has a lot of personal ties to the program, obviously, having played there. And I think I was while well, I was reading something um on Twitter the other day about just his own personal mission and, and feeling like he he had this inside burning loyalty to want to be at Notre Dame and 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 build this thing out and reach its potential. So uh, realistically speaking, getting around all the fluff and all of the all the feeling stuff, um, I think this Notre Dame team has a unique opportunity. I, their schedule, with the flexibility schedule, everyone they wanted, um, they kind of came out of it relatively unscathed, with the exception of Cincinnati. And um, I, I just, I, I, I think they're, I think they're a tough football team. Um, I think they're built for a lot of different scenarios, but I don't think they really have a true identity. So I hope they approach this bowl practice and bowl prep to really find themselves and what they are and what they did well throughout the year, build a package offensively and defensively around that. And I think that they can come out and put together a, a good showing against a really tough Oklahoma state team um, who to your point, Trevor, just came up just a little bit short and we're in the hunt right there till the end to be a playoff team. So um, you know, I, there are two teams I've watched more Notre Dame than I have Oklahoma state. I'm sure you guys can probably talk a little bit more about Oklahoma state and their trajectory throughout the season, but, um, I expect it to be a good football game. Um, the lines and stuff with this being as tight as it is, uh, I got a couple old betting buddies. You stay away from games like this. Um, so for <laughs> me, I, I, I'd lay off and just enjoy the show. There you go. Bryce, thoughts on Oklahoma State, their chances against the Fighting Irish, and uh, and who are you taking uh, with Notre Dame as the two-and-a-half-point favorite? Yeah, I'm going to take Notre Dame just simply because Marcus Freeman, I, th I think that he's got them fired up. And I, I really don't know, and Trevor, you and I talked about this on our podcast, it, it really all revolves around one person. It's Jalen Warren. If he's okay and he's healthy, I think this team's totally different offensively if he's not. And more pressure on Spencer Sanders. I think it's it's a it's just tough offensively. He puts them in bad positions and turns the ball over. Defense can only do so much. So um, I like Notre Dame in this, and I and I actually like the under. I think forty five and a half is a lot of points. This is going to be a tough fight game. Uh, some guys out. You know, obviously Kyle Hamilton, one of their best players on defense, is opting out. Uh, but I think that Marcus Freeman is going to have these guys riled up. Yeah, I'm actually going to take Oklahoma State in this one. Um, I feel like Spencer Sanders proved me wrong throughout the entire year. We thought he was going to be a lot more Jekyll and Hyde than he was. Uh, unfortunately, the, the game that it, he was down and not playing well and turning the ball over was the Big 12 title game. And they still had an opportunity to win right up there until the end. So um, I think Spencer Sanders bounces back. Um, if he takes care of the ball, um, they've been you know pretty efficient on offense all year. Not great, but efficient enough. And their defense is, is just pretty stout. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State uh, with, with a two-and-a-half point, um, plus two-and-a-half points in, in this one. So uh, moving on, go to the Sugar Bowl down in NOLA. Fellas are going to be going to all sorts of fun events, Mardi Gras events, eating good Cajun food, maybe testing their luck at the blackjack table in Harrah's. Who knows? Maybe some guys will be throwing dice uh, on the craps table. But – You've got Bryce's Baylor Bears, the Big 12 champions this year against the 10-win, for the first time, Ole Miss Rebels and Lane Kiffin. Bryce, we'll start with you on this one yeah. as the homer. What are your thoughts in this one down in the bayou? Yeah, I actually love this matchup. I think this Baylor-Ole Miss 
game is is going to be kind of one that that you know hack just mentioned that we've got betting buddies don't don't bet on this one and enjoy the show this is one of those that i would i would probably sit on my couch and just enjoy um you know a couple different storylines here obviously lane kiffin get your popcorn ready it's just probably one of the greatest quotes ever um and weirdest quotes all at the same time uh, you know jeff lebby who's the oc was the assistant o-line coach at baylor when i was there um is now over it um or going to be the new oc of oklahoma um so kind of his coming out party and and you know wanting to end that with a bang matt crow uh on ely these guys they, they've got some guys on offense um to me and, and trevor again we've talked about this this is going to be Ole Miss offense versus baylor defense and yep. and i think coach aranda's got this defense playing extremely well, extremely confident. They're playing together. They've got a lot of guys that that just fly around to the football. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then it's really, you know, who plays offense or quarterback on our offense? Is it is it Gary uh, Bohannon or is it Blake Shapin? They both present different, you know, types of games. And so it's going to be a lot on Jeff Grimes to who he plays um, to just play to their strengths. So I, I love this game. Um, I do have Baylor in this game because I think that there's just Look, defense travels, defense wins championships. Um, we've always always known that, even though we're quarterbacks here. Um, I think Baylor does edge Ole Miss in the in the the, the that department and, and playing defense. So I got Baylor and then 54 and a half, man. I tell I tell you what, man, I, I do think it's gonna be um uh, you know, kind of a back and forth, but I think it's back and forth and a lot more three and outs than we think. So I'm gonna take the under on fifty-four and a half. Hack, mm. who you going with in this one in the sugar bowl? Yeah, um, just really hard for me to bet against a 10 win SEC team. Um, it's a tough conference, scratch and claw. I think the veteran quarterback in Matt Corral um, is going to present some, some unique challenges. Uh, I really like the kid's game. Um, I think he's a gunslinger, plays without fear, and there's something to that. And um, again, continuing to go back and hit a point that we've talked about over and over again. He's got a lot of time to prepare for this defense. So uh, it's not, it's not your typical, um, you know, shake it off Monday, you're in watching tape and you're trying to turn it all around really fast. He's got a lot of time to slow things down. I think Kiffin's going to put together a great game plan uh, and be ready to attack it. Um, so for me, I agree with Bryce. I think it has shootout potential. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of explosive plays involved, but um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my hedge my bet, hedge my side over to the to the more experienced quarterback, in my opinion, and the guy that the guy that I think has a lot of uh, a lot of big play potential to ultimately win the game for him. I agree, Matt Corral. I'm, I'm going with with Ole Miss simply because of Matt Corral and the stability there at quarterback. But also, I mean, the Ole Miss Rebels, all those frat houses, all those sorority houses, all the fan faithful are going to fill up uh, the stadium there. Um, what is it, Mercedes-Benz Stadium now, or does it change sponsors, right? Um, yeah. The, yeah. They're going to travel. That's, that's Alpha, right up Alpha there. Alpha Romeo. We'll see, yeah. how, uh, we'll see how much green is in there. I think Baylor will travel pretty well, but – it will be a, a at least a 60-40 split with uh, with a lot of powder blue. So that's my other difference maker there. Um, Bryce, just from a from an energy standpoint. Bryce, yes, do, do you have a do you have another Morgan Freeman esque uh, uh, pregame video coming out? Because I can't wait to watch it. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Bryce that might, that might change my thought process. I was I was looking for the Penn State football. one, but they didn't they didn't get in the Big Twelve Championship yeah, or Big Ten Championship rather. So. That's right. That's uh, right. Because they would have been in the Big Twelve Championship. They would. They could have been. Um, <laughs> anyway, whatever, yeah. dude. Take your take your freaking PB and J and go on. All right. I keep will. going. R- rounding keep going. out great, the Trevor. New Year Six games, we're going to the Peach Bowl, Michigan State versus pittsburgh and we all heard big, big of news course, that just came out yeah yes yeah. kenneth walker is not playing in this game he has declared for the nfl draft but news as we speak kenny pickett is declared for the nfl draft and will not be playing in this football game guys with yeah. the two heavyweight hitters out for each team is that a huge impact obviously but you got one from either side. 
Who does this favor more? Who's your pick? Uh, Bryce, we'll start with you. The line right now is set at Michigan State uh, minus one and a half, but that could change even now uh, to a little bit more after Kenny Pickett's departure. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's going to change a little bit. I think I, I like Michigan State a lot better. Um, you know, there's a lot that runs through Kenny Pickett. Um, and, a, and a lot that runs through Kenneth Walker in his own right. But I, but I think that, um, you know, there's, there's an opportunity there for, for Michigan State to, to put it on pit, um, not, not knowing, you know, I don't even know who the backup for Kenny Pickett is, uh, as do probably most of the, of the country. So um, I'd love to see him have a coming out party. But at the same time, I think Michigan State's going to have a decent edge here and, and would think that Fed Rivers would, would uh, have a few more points on the Michigan State side. Uh, for this deal so yeah I got Michigan State should be a big impact that that Kenny Pickett's leaving kudos to him great season Uh, wish him all the best Trevor what do you got yeah you know I I um man that's two guys that Bryce to your point a little earlier um I I just don't I mean I get it I just don't agree with it you know you ride with these guys all year long uh, their insurance policies, if you're a first round, potential first round pick, you've got insurance policies. Not that that means anything with the, uh, you know, the ability to still get hurt playing a football game, but I could just not stomach. And again, I wasn't a first round guy, right? So it wasn't even in a question, but I couldn't stomach just kind of l- leaving my team out there to dry, right? Um, this still is a big football game. If they were going to play in the college football playoff, obviously they're still playing. Um, I don't know. I've always had a hard time with these guys opting out. But that being said, you don't have your quarterback for Pitt. He is your everything. That that takes you down tremendously. There will be a guy in there that can be manageable, um, you know, for Michigan State running the football. I'm taking Michigan State in this one, regardless what the line ends up being. I think Michigan State is a good football team. And, uh, and, and we'll run, run away with this one now specifically uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think losing Kenny's huge. Uh, I think Michigan State's Achilles heel has been their defense and specifically their defensive backfield giving up explosives. And I think it was a great opportunity for Kenny to come in and pick them apart. Um, now, I think, although Kenneth Walker was a massive part of Michigan State's offense, I think they have enough guys outside um, – to be able to make some plays and, and get things rolling. So for me, uh, I like Michigan state and I think that that line's definitely going to increase, but uh, listen, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, um, before we get headed to the best of the rest, we got a quick message from one of our sponsors, better help. Uh, is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? If, you, if there is, let me tell you guys about better help professional help done securely online. Check out better help dot com slash field better help will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to contact to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment it's so convenient you can start communicating in less than 48 hours better help is not a crisis line it's an avenue to accessing professional therapy without having to sit in an un- uncomfortable waiting room better help has licensed professionals who specialize in depression stress anxiety as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions. Find your particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. So many people have been using better help that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today as listeners. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash field. Join over 1 million people who have taken, cha- taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash field today. Awesome. Appreciate BetterHelp for being such a great sponsor of ours on the After Dark Show. Uh, guys, let's roll into some of the best of the rest bowl games here. We'll fly through these super quickly, um, starting with the Alamo Bowl down in San Antonio. I'll start off on this one, being a homer, of course. Oregon travels down to the 210 to take on Oklahoma, a team that up until this point has gone through 
a bit of chaos, obviously with the departure of Lincoln Riley, Bob Stoops comes in as a Band-Aid. Now they've got their guy, um, and they're ready to rock. Caleb Williams is going to be playing in this game, which I think is huge. And um, and and I'm just going to go with Oklahoma in this one. Simple as that. Oklahoma's the four-and-a-half-point favorite. I will take them in that. I think it's going to be a pretty close game to start out, but Oklahoma will pull away late um, and kind of start the new tenure for Brent Venables out on a high note. I'm taking Oklahoma minus four and a half. Bryce? Yeah, I actually have Oregon in this game. I think Oregon's going to play a little bit better than, than Oklahoma. There's, a, there's some shambles. There's some, uh, some drama in, in Norman, uh, regardless of how, how good Venables is and, and, you know, the company coming in to, uh, to coach them next year. Um, <clears throat> so I got Oregon in this game. Yeah, Bryce, I think I'm kind of leaning towards you. I mean, I think it's going to be a football game. Obviously, both programs are, are dealing with coaching changes, and there's a lot that goes into that. But um, I think Oregon, I think Oregon's proven the ability to beat some good football teams outside of their conference. And, uh, you know, I got to give I got to I got to side. I got to like I said, I got to I got to roll. With, I got to roll with the Ducks. All right. Moving on. The Outback Bowl. Mm, that's going to be a good game. Penn State Nittany Lions take on the Arkansas Razorbacks in the Outback Bowl. Hack, we'll start with you. Penn State's the favorite to minus two and a half right now. Um, do you think that they cover that? And if so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, quick points. I think Clifford coming back is huge. Uh, he's going to be the soul, heart and soul of the offense and really going to drive it. They have shown the inability to run the football every week, week in, week out, haven't shown any life in that side of the, in that aspect of offensive football. So um, I really think it's going to be a heavy lift on 14 shoulders, but I think he's built for it defensively. I think Penn state uh, is built for the physical matchup that they're going to see with this Arkansas team. I think Sam Pittman and the job he's done there instilling a very physical brand of old school football is going to be fun to watch. And I think it's really going to be one of those classic classic clashes um, good brand, hard-nosed football, physical from, from start to finish. Uh, but ultimately, I think I think Clifford and Dotson and a few of those guys are going to be able to rip off a couple of big ones um, and, and give them a good chance to win the football game. But I do think it's going to be really close. I'm not going to – I'm not even going to mess with lines, but I think it's going to be a really good football game. Bryce? Oh, man. Not – how does he do it? Not so fast. Not so fast, Tack. <laughs> Uh, I like Arkansas in this game. Uh, KJ Jefferson, Kendall Bryles, I, I just think they have the offense rolling. I, mean, I, I think we saw, you know, Penn State struggle against, you know, Bo Nix and, and what Auburn brings. I think KJ Jefferson provides a, a totally different dynamic um, than, than, you know, even, even what Auburn brought to, to Happy Valley. And I, I love your eyebrows. Keep, keep those eyebrows coming. They won that game. Uh, they I, won that I, know, game. But I, I know, but I'm saying that, that they struggled. That's, that's the point. They, they struggled. Um, so I actually love this game even better. Um, <clears throat> Arkansas, Arkansas, big boys, Arkansas, big. Um, I'm going to take the over on this as well. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with hack. I'm inside with hack on this one. I'm going Penn state, but it will be a fantastic football game. Another one of those, uh, really narrow lines there. So, you know, it's going to be a good one. I just think Penn state outlast Arkansas in the physical physicality department, um, for four quarters. On to the Gator Bowl, Wake Forest versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M we even have today, Do we even have a quarterback at A&M right now? They announced today that they will be starting former walk-on. Um, and I, I couldn't even give you his name, uh, but he's a left. Wake Forest by a million. Yeah, there you go. Um, Wake Forest, you know, of course, was kind of working its way through the ACC at times at one point or another. that uh, they, were, they were the favorite to win the conference. Um, but but here we are, Texas A&M, Wake Forest. Hack, we'll start with you. You got yeah. the Aggies minus five and a half as the favorite, or are you taking Wake Forest? Yeah, well, I think, I think Texas A&M, when you look at their roster from a talent standpoint, um, I don't think you could argue they're definitely probably top 15 in talent over their entire roster in the country. Um, I think that's going to be hard to compete with. Uh, I do think Wake Forest has had a great year. Uh, very happy for the success they've had. This would be a huge win for that program. Um, but again, it's bowl games. There's a lot that goes into it. Even though they are starting a walk-on, I think Jimbo has shown a, 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 
propensity to be able to prepare quarterbacks in a unique manner. <clears throat> and really, I don't think he's going to have to ask them to do much. I think the defense is going to be able to keep them in the game, probably create some turnovers. Um, I like I like AM. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, I, I agree with everything you're saying, Hack, but similar to the point with Pittsburgh earlier, when you don't have a quarterback or your quarterback that's really had any meaningful reps all year, I just think it's going to be very difficult to get something going. And um, you're talking about a walk-on who really has no experience playing in games. And maybe he comes out and he's like a freshman Baker Mayfield, right? Comes out and is just slinging it around. But I don't foresee that. And for that reason, I'm going to, I'm going to go against my team here and, and I'm going to say Wake Forest is going to win this football game. Although, of course, I hope Texas A&M can, uh, can pull it out because A&M's defense is still there, right? I mean, they, they have a stout defense um, and, and if they can neutralize Wake Forest in any way, shape, or form, it could be a close game. But going with Wake Forest. Love it. I'm with you guys. Wake, Wake Forest uh, over under. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a low swing game simply because of what you just said, Trevor. I think, I think you know, A&M has a, a fantastic defense, most likely better than Wake Forest defense. Um, but I, I just think without a quarterback, it's so hard to move. And, you know, we don't, we don't have Spiller. He's going to draft. So I think their, their, you know, their backfield is, is going to be, um, you know, really trying to find out, you know, how we can move the ball. So, so this is going to be a really good test for Jimbo's contract. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the cheese it bowl, the Clemson Tigers, a team that we've seen obviously in the college football playoff very often in the last several years taking on the Iowa State Cyclones, who came into the year with high hopes and, and really just never got to that point, but played good enough football to get themselves in this position. Iowa State is currently the favorite by one and a half points. Hack, we'll start with you. Do you think this is unfair to a Clemson team that's certainly having a down year, or do you think the, that they're pretty spot on? Well, listen, I don't, I don't think it's unfair. I mean, Clemson's earned it. Yeah, just the way they've played, they've earned their, their earning. They have to, they have to, they have to sit down and take their, take their dose of medicine here. Um, but the beauty of it is they get to go out and prove people wrong. If that's the case, uh, it, Clemson has been the most interesting team that I've watched in probably my lifetime in terms of the drastic drop off in performance. When you had a guy who played really well last year, came in at the quarterback position in DJ and has really struggled. Um, and when you talk about their defense, um, losing Venerables definitely is going to, I think, create a lot of issues. Uh, not quite sure about the guy that they put in and in room. I know they hired from within, um, and they had a few options out there. I thought it was a very interesting choice on Dabo's point on, on Dabo's side. So I, I think you're going to, you're going to see Clemson trying to work out some kinks. And that's where I think the stability in Ohio in Iowa state um, and having Brock Purdy, who's been there and been through the ringer. Um, I think, uh, I think Campbell's got a, got a lot of, got a lot of good stuff to him and he's got a really good team. If you saw on senior day, he really cares about the kids. And I think going back to that point of sending guys out, um, you know, I think Iowa state could win this football game and I think it'd be huge for them moving forward. Bryce, this, this might be one of my favorite matchups, I think. I think there's a lot of, uh, again, I've said it before, but a lot of storylines here. But I think that Brett Venables will be on the sideline for Clemson one last time. You know, Trevor, your insight into, you know, what Brett said in his presser about how much Dabo and that culture shaped him as a man, you know, and, and it kind of preparing him for this opportunity. I just think that there's going to be a lot of, of – um, one kind of outpouring for the kids, but, but I think they're going to play for him. I think they're going to play really hard for him. You know, how many times do you see Mike Tyson win all 12 rounds? You probably don't. So this is one of those things that, man, can Clemson put a stamp on, you know, what was a very disappointing year to go into next season um, and just kind of wipe the slate clean. I think Dabo's going to have these guys ready. Iowa State is another great, you know, storyline. I think a lot of guys had them at number two, possibly number one in the Big 12, coming off of a, a big win in the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon last year. Um, Matt Campbell, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, the, the, the kind of the bell cows of that group. Um, you know, they just – it was kind of a and – and I think in all intents and purposes for us as fans, a disappointing season. I know that every, every time that you get out there, it's, it's just tough to win. 
Um, but I, I do think that I got I, I have Clemson winning this game. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pull it out um, for Brett. Um, leave him on a good note. I think it's gonna be a, a really tough go for for Brees Hall and Brock Purdy and those guys because I I just think that this Clemson defense is really gonna show off for Brett Venables. He's gonna coach one of his best games. So I got Clemson uh, in this game, and then I got the under. Yeah, I'm actually going with Iowa State in this one for a lot of the similar reasons. You got two great coaching staffs, but Matt Campbell uh, knows how to get his guys going, right? Um, they did it last year against Oregon. Uh, now they got an opportunity to knock off another heavyweight. Um, although they're a da- it's a down year, it's still another heavyweight opportunity for the Cyclones to come from little Ames and uh, go do it on the big stage. So I'm going to take Iowa State in this one, although, again, going to be a great matchup with a, with a close line there. The Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. You've got a Big Ten powerhouse, dig your hand in the dirt, versus a Kentucky team that has proven they can play some pretty physical football as well. Bryce, we'll start with you on this one. Um, do you think Iowa is going to manhandle little Kentucky basketball school around, or is Kentucky finally going to put their big boy shoes on and, and show that they are uh, welcome in the ring? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm not even sure how you say his name. I think it's I think it's Levis, Levis, Levis. Um, Levis. You know, Levis. There you go, quarterback for Kentucky. I, I like him. He's got a whole TikTok following too. He's kind of this this uh, you know dual threat guy in terms of uh, quarterback and and TikToker. So I, that's why I'm going with Kentucky. That, that's that's how that boils down. I've watched zero football from Kentucky, and I've watched enough Iowa to to bet against them every time. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Kentucky on this and the over under sure. We'll, we'll, we're, I'm going to take the under on the, the, the 44 and a half. I'm going to take Iowa in this one, guys. I, I, I think Baby. I, cool. I, I, wow. mostly because I just want to go against Bryce, but no, I, I think Iowa, you. You know, they, they had to play in a, a, in a couple of very physical football games this year. Um, they, they're a little up and down at times. Hack, I know you followed them really closely this year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I just think from a physicality standpoint, they have what it takes to outlast Kentucky for four quarters. So I'm going Iowa in this one with a two and a half, uh, with adding to, adding on two and a half points, right? Hack, what are your thoughts yep. there, man? Uh, I'm going Kentucky. Uh, I just – I agree with Bryce. I, I My biggest thing with Iowa is I don't think <clears throat> offensively they have – uh, they've shown consistency in one one department throughout the entirety of the season to to have some form of backbone to be able to move the football. At one point in time, they were averaging 1.6 yards per carry over like a four or five game stretch. Starting the year, they relied heavily on the run game and kind of reacted off of the play action in creative ways to get guys open because they don't have a ton of separators outside um, who can win in one on one type of uh, type of scenarios. So. Uh, I just I think I think Kentucky's built different. They play in the SEC. Um, they're a little bit more geared to be able to put up points, and I'm I'm rocking with Kentucky. Let's go to the Holiday Bowl: UCLA versus NC State. Another really close line here. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't watch either of these teams all that often this year. I'm going with NC State in this one. Uh, I know UCLA is is still rebuilding. Um, with Chip Kelly, um, and and they're just not on that national stage yet. I'm taking the Bet Rivers bet here and going NC State as the favorite. Mm, that's uh, tough. I got I got DPR, and then look, this is a home game from UCLA. This is, I mean, this is in San Diego. You got to go all the way across the country for NC State. I'm going to take UCLA, Chip Kelly, and the boys. Um, you know, uh, yeah, minus one's way, yeah. I, I like the home team there. 59 and a half. We'll take the under there. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I think it's a lot of points, um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Trevor. I, I like NC State. I think they're a hot football team. I think Devin Leary's played some really good football. He had a hell of a year. Um, broke a lot of Philip Rivers records down there this past season. Um, and I think he I, – I look for him to keep that up. Um, and if it is going to be a matchup of quarterbacks, I think Devin – I think Devin's shown the ability to make some make some plays and some big moments for them throughout this season, especially in the latter half. And I think he's going to keep that going. I like it. I like it, Bryce. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners? I got out a quick there message about the quick short message, message about stamps, stamps.com. That's it. Before we continue on, 
Uh, if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, or I'm sorry, shopping traffic, why not save time and money with stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access, uh, access exclusive discounts on UPS and UPSS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office, or side hustle, stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. How? By allowing you to access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find else. Like up to 40% off UPS, uh, USPS rates and 76, 76% off UPS. In 2021, if you're still going to the post office instead of using stamps.com, it's like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple of floors, sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day, you could use a break. And if you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. So join stamps.com now and save time and money with this holiday season and sign up with our promo code DARK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DARK. Sorry for a few mishaps there, boys. Stamps.com. Thank you guys for um, for supporting us on the After Dark Show. All right, gents, let's get into just a, a few quick games here. Quick fire. What I'm going to do, I'm going to read off the game and the matchup. I'll read the the betting odds and then just one word answer who you got with the odd, not, not necessarily in the game, but with, with the, with the actual line here, who you got. And and the last two will be straight up, right? Because they're pickums. but let's start here. Um, and I'll just call your name out. So with the Las Vegas bowl, we've got Wisconsin taking on Arizona state. Wisconsin is the seven-point favorite, and the over/under is set at forty-two points. Hack, who are you taking in this one? Wisconsin and the over. Bryce, mm, same. I am doing the same. Wisconsin and the over. Music City Bowl. Tennessee, right there in their mm. home state, versus Purdue. Right now, Bet Rivers has the line. At Tennessee as the four-point favorite and the over-under at 63-and-a-half. Bryce, we'll start with you. I hate doing this because I'm a big Tennessee fan, but I got Purdue, and I'm going the under. Hack. Flip-flop it. Tennessee and the under. I'm going Tennessee as well, and I will also go the under. The Fenway Bowl. SMU versus... (laughs) Virginia show down. I am going to go first on this one. I'm taking SMU Tanner Mordecai and the boys, and I'm going to, I'm going to go the over. Oh my <laughs> God. Absolute shootout of a ball. What game. happened to the pregame talk? 54 God. to 49. Wow. What was all that one in a million we talked about? God. 54 to 49 folks. You heard it here first. Bryce. 54 to 49. Wow. Um, I love you. I'm taking Virginia in the under. Yeah, I'm with you. Virginia in the under. Shoot. Come on, Trevor. <laughs> SFU in the right. over is tough. I may, I may be losing a little money on that one. And last but certainly not least, boys, the pinstripe bowl. Maryland versus Virginia Tech. Hack, we'll start with you. The over-under is set at 54 and a half. God. All right. I'm going Maryland, the over. Mm. Bryce. Uh, I've been wanting to fight in two of juniors as well. Maryland. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under there. There's not much offense in, uh, in Blacksburg. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Maryland as well. Park though, Bob. I'm taking the under Maryland and the under. So, guys, that's, uh, that's a lot of our bowl games upcoming. Uh, before we kind of wrap up here for the evening, let me tell you guys about another one of our sponsors over at HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit delivery service. 
Everyone knows that the holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh keeps things simple with recipes that can cut back on annoying meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more time celebrating with your friends and family. HelloFresh offers more than 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options. The variety is plenty and the ingredients come directly from the farm to your front door. You get the convenience without skipping out on all the quality of food. Recipes like balsamic and fig beef tenderloin or pecan crusted salmon. Holiday meals feel special without the high cost of delivery or dining out. Or you can get some comfort food like chicken sausage and sweet potato soup for a cold winter night. My wife and I do... um, hello fresh and it, it really is simple you don't have to go buy all the different things we did a crusted chicken the other other night and it was like gourmet in the restaurant super easy to put together follow the directions and it comes out and i i get props from my wife so it's dude, we, uh, had, it's we, had pie. we had we had shepherd's pie we had shepherd's pie the night Dude, did the shepherd's pie as well and it was fantastic so yeah, bomb. go to hellofresh.com slash field of 1214 and yes. use code field of 1214 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts that's a lot guys that's hellofresh.com slash field of 1214 and use code field of 1214 for 14 free meals. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, Stamps.com. Thank you, BetterHelp. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you to our title sponsor in Bet River Sportsbook for all the lines tonight. Guys, before we wrap up tonight, we already talked about Kenny Pickett. We talked about Kenneth Walker. I'm going to go through this list of a few other players opting out. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, Kyron Williams, and Traylon Burks. Guys, these are all big-time players for their teams that are opting out. Maybe it's all for the same reason. Maybe it's other reasons. Whatever it looks like, they're going to the NFL. What are your thoughts, Bryce? You already shared yours a little bit, how you don't necessarily agree with it. But put yourself in their shoes. You've got an opportunity. Maybe you've got an agent telling you that you're going, you know, in the first round, you've got a lot of money on the table. You're not going to play for it all. Hack, what are, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. Do you agree with it? Or do you think, um, you know, they're selling out their team like I alluded to so, earlier? Yeah, so I think a lot. you made a lot of great points. And I think it, it just comes down to the kid's DNA makeup, right? I mean, I understand that there's business decisions that have to be made, but ultimately I, I could never level with any of this because I couldn't leave those guys out to dry. Um, and specifically with my, with my whole college experience at Penn State as a team and as a locker room, we'd been through so much. Uh, the thought of that would have never crossed my mind. Um, but what I do think is that with these teams – uh, a lot of the guys that are opting out are on good football teams. Um, and I think it's just a little bit more of a motivation for the NCAA and, and the college football playoff committee to want to expand um, expand the playoff because now you're going to have more guys that stay in and ultimately going to generate a little bit more revenue for you because you're going to get an extra game. And um, just give them, give them that little motivation to be the Cinderella dream. If the Kenny Pickett fighting, fighting Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Panthers down there and fighting Kenny Pickett's, you know, um, give them a chance to, to, to duke it out with the best and see what happens with the season they have and reward them for it. Um, so I think they just, I think it's just a little bit more motivation to expand. And, um, I think that's a solution for it. Um, but I also do see their side of it and, and, um, you know, like I said, everyone's got to make a decision for themselves and they, they got to live with it. Um, but I, again, I could, I could have never done that. Um, just too much invested with those guys. And uh, it's just college, college relationships are a lot different than any other relationship that you have, uh, you know, similar, similar to high school. I mean, but, but I just, I just could never, could never do that to those guys. It's the same for me. I, I, I can't stomach it myself thinking about it, but everybody to your point, hack, 
everybody's got to make a decision for themselves. And if, if that's in the best interest for them and them, their future, then, then I support them. But, you know, it's similar to my thoughts on the, you know, these high school kids going and chasing NIL money or even college kids going to chase NIL money. The money will be there. I know that there's a risk, but there's a risk in everything, you know, yep. stick around, play football, the long haul. If you just, you know, dig your nose in and do things right and play hard, if you're good enough, all that stuff's going to come with it. But that's just my conservative thought on it. Bryce, any closing thoughts there on players opting out? Uh, I mean, I, I think you guys kind of summed it up pretty well. I think there's there's both the DNA of the of the player. Uh, I think there's also that you know the money's always going to be there. I think that's both of both of the points that I would have made. Um, kind of going back to our bowl experiences as well. I mean, you, you just don't get five days in a in a you know a different location where it's it's just you and your guys. You just don't get that you know yep. much. And and to be able to have that. Um, you know, Trevor, to your point, solidifying those relationships, it's just very different. You know, when you, when you are in college, you're playing Call of Duty, you're going, you know, beer and wings, you know, parties, and then come back to the, to the, uh, you know, whatever your apartment or townhome or house or whatever. In the NFL, man, guys, guys come home from practice and they go home to families. So there's just not, it's just a different camaraderie. It's, it's not that it's, it's better or worse. It's just, it's different. So, Man, if you have one more game to to go out with your guys in a way that, you know, kind of solidifies, you know, especially for Kenny Pickett. I mean, it, you know, that one's a weird one to me. Um, Traylon Burks is a weird one to me. Maybe Kenneth Walker as well. You know, Kyle Hamilton and Kyron Williams, I kind of get it with, it, you know, another Dame. There's there's a lot of – that one's just different. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're not – if you're not a guy that where your, your coach leaves or – you know, you're kind of on the brink of first and second round because I understand that's some contract stuff too there. But, you know, um, I always just want to play with the guys. Play, play with the guys and, and money will always be there. Football football becomes a business very quick. And I think these guys will understand that very quick. Yeah. I think we can all kind of attest to that. Um, so, man, for the purity of the sport, purity of the game, you know, going back to when you were in seventh and eighth grade, just throwing around, you know, on the on the playground. This is your last time to kind of do that before it gets kind of in a different mindset. So I'm with you guys. So yeah, I agree. And speaking of hanging with the guys, what the, the season's almost, you know, come to a close. So um, as we near Christmas, we will be taking Saturday, of course, off, which is Christmas Day. Hope you all all of our listeners have a wonderful holiday season and a Merry Christmas with your friends and family or whoever you spend your Christmas with. So we'll be off next week. As of right now, we have two shows planned for the rest of the year. We will have a New Year's Day show as we react to the New Year's Eve college football playoff games and also preview and, and potentially even um, react live to some of those New Year's Six games. And then we will be live in Indy for the national championship game. A lot more to come on that. We'll, we'll um, give you some more details on our New Year's show with what that looks like. But two more shows coming up on the field of 12 after dark for Trevor Knight, Christian Hackenberg, and Bryce Petty. Thanks for hanging with us. Merry Christmas.